Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, what is the chus it is to be here with everyone uh, learning on a Thursday night? It's a week and plus away from Shavuos. Please continue to take food and eat the delicious food uh, while we're learning. I want to thank Leonard Stoller, who's here, who approached me right when he saw an announcements that we were looking for a sponsor. I didn't have to ask. He jumped up uh, right away. His reasons to sponsor the shir in loving memory of his beloved wife, Jan Yehudit Bat Katriel Leib, Aleah Shalom, and her yurt site is uh, tonight, uh, Boba Yom. Her Neshama Shevaliyah, I remember vividly hearing about um, her. But David, can I just trouble you to move the, maybe move the shulchan behind me so it's not in the way? Hearing about her. Her simcha sachayim, her smile, she was teaching in RPY and then became a, a chocolatier, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, to make sweets and chocolates. And she had such a enjoyment of making other people happy. And that's something that uh, we're going to learn about tonight, but to make other people happy is the highest form of simcha. So thank you, uh, Leonard, and her neshama should have an aliyah. I also want to thank uh, Didi and David Matthew, who sponsored co-sponsor tonight's year, and made the food, and delivered the food, I don't know if you made the food, but you had the food made, maybe, delivered the food, <laughs> uh, we've had the food usually only during, uh, during the nine days, but we decided to, in honor of uh, Shavuos, have some of the food, and they sponsored in honor of Juliet's graduation from uh, your master's degree in healthcare administration, I will tell you that I actually had a chance to witness Juliet in action, because when I got my COVID shot, which a vaccine, which I got because I had connections with uh, Juliet at the time. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that. Um, but watching her manage uh, many, many people there, it was, a, it was a tense time and there was a lot of craziness. And she really conducted herself like a 10-year veteran. And I think she was new on the job. So I uh, miles left to her and she should continue to have nachas from her and from Andrew and the whole family. So I titled the shir, Honey, I Don't Want Dairy, but it's a three-day untif, but I don't care. And I titled that because that might be the conversation in uh, many homes uh, this week as we or our spouses are preparing the menu uh, for Shavuos. Uh, some people like dairy, and not all do, and not all men don't, but generally there happens to often be that uh, disagreement, that dispute, and it comes up. I've had, I remember vividly, I invited someone for a, a yontif meal before I was here, and he said to me, like, what's, what's on the menu? What are you serving? I said, you have, you have allergies? He said, no, no allergies. I said, food dislikes? He said, no. I'm like, you really care? Like, that you're, you're coming to our house, this contingent on the menu? He's like, you're having dairy? Shavuos? Like, he wouldn't come if we were serving dairy. And it wasn't for halachic. It wasn't for halachic reasons. People get very worked up about this. So I want to learn, I want to learn the sugya. I want to learn the sugya, A, of do you need to have meat? This is b'chagacha. Is there, do you have to have meat? Forget about the minog of dairy on shavuos. If it's a three-day yantif on Pesach or a sukkis, often people want to have a, a dairy meal or two. Uh, can you? irrespective of any minog of dairy on Shavuos. And then, I would like to address 
where this minah comes from, which I'm sure many have heard different explanations, to have dairy on Shruis. And then we have both those together to try and navigate through and negotiate between the different options to figure out what might be a viable or l'charchila option to combine them all together. This is a sugya where it's hard to look at it objectively because one person texted me today, I'm only coming to your shir if you promise your conclusion is going to be that you can't have any dairy. <laughs> Certain sugyas, it's hard to look at objectively. I think another example is the sugya of, uh, of drinking on Purim. It's machlokas rishonim, it's machlokas achronim. Everyone has their shita, no one really cared. They decided what the halach is before they saw the mefarshim. I think uh, the question about chal of Yisrael is another one. Those who aren't makpun uh, of Yisrael, they're going in with the sukkah being that it's okay not to keep chal of Yisrael. Just show me the shita that says that. So we're going to try to look at this objectively. Take out of our minds, you know, whether we'd rather mac and cheese or corned beef, and we'll try to tackle... The sugya. So if you turn to the first page of the, of the sources, it starts very early on. The Shulchan Aruch himself, the Ramah writes in source number one, the Nogin Bechol Makom, Lechol Ma'achalei Chalav Rishon Shel Shavus. The Minag everywhere. The Ramah doesn't always use that language. Sometimes he writes, so there's a Minag. Minag Bechol Makom. There's a Minag everywhere to have dairy. And the Ramagan of Ram right away points out, Yesh Harbei Tamim. There are a lot of reasons. And there might be 30 to 40 reasons. We're not going to go through all them uh, this evening. So there is this Minog. The Ramak quotes it. It's from early Rishonim. The Trumas Hadeshen. The Kolbo. The Sefer Mate Moshe quotes the Klonimus Ben Klonimus. who was in the 1280. He was born. He passed away in 1328. So this is going back uh, seven, eight hundred years this minhag of having dairy on Shavu. So before we discuss where that minhag comes from, let's understand, do you even need to have meat at all on Yantif? So we all know, source 3, the Pasuk in Devarim says, V'samachta b'chagecha. We all know the song, we all know the Pasuk. There's a mitzvah, V'samachta b'chagecha. Ata, u'bincha, u'bitecha, you, your son, your daughter, v'avdecha, v'amasecha, your servants, v'alevi, v'ager, v'yosam, v'amana, sheh, v'sherecha, everybody in your community, in your home, doesn't matter who, men, women, children, everyone has a mitzvah of the samachta b'chagecha. So how does one fulfill a mitzvah? Simcha is very subjective. Is it just put on a smile? What are you supposed to do? So the Gemara tells us, and we can really spend three shiurim just on this sugya. So we're going to try to go through it, the, the Rashi Prakim, the, the outline form. Tanarabonin, the Gemara says in source four, and you have the English underneath uh, the Aramaic. Tanarabonin. A person is obligated to help make his children happy on Yom Tov. How do you make them happy? So be iron. Make them happy. Have a good bottle of wine at the table on Yom Tov. Everyone's happy. Everyone likes a good bottle of wine. Rabbi Hudo Omer, well, not everyone is happy through wine. We're talking about children. So says Rabbi Yehuda, Anashim lahem, Vinashim lahem. Make the man happy with that which is fitting for them. Already you're seeing there's some subjective nature to Simcha. Whatever's worthy, whatever's fit, whatever's appropriate for men, give them that, they'll be happy. Vinashim lahem. And the woman, the same thing. Anashim lahem 
Men, wine. Noshim b'mai. How do we make the woman happy? Tani Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef taught. Bebavel, the big day tzivonim. In Bavel, colored clothing. That was a treat. That was something special in Bavel. They were able to have colored clothing. Be'eretz Yisrael, the big day pishton, migu hatsin, pressed linen clothing that were manufactured in Israel. So, so while men might like wine, women like clothing. So the Samachta Bechagecha, have a bottle of wine for, for the men and purchase clothing for the woman. You stop here, and what's uh, missing from the list? Basar. Basar, there's no mention of Basar. And you see that it's somewhat subjective. Anashim Barailam, Anashim Barailam, which makes sense. Simcha is subjective. You could have uh, multiple children, and one thing's going to make one happy. We all, anyone who has children understands that. Now the Gemara continues. Tanya, Behudim, Messiah, Omer. When the Beis Hamikdash was there, when it was around, when it was still Bibinyana, when it was built, ain't Simcha el Babasar. Then there's a Simcha of meat. Why? What was unique about the Beis Hamikdash? Shenemar v'savachta shlomim v'achalta sham. You bring the korbanos, you eat it. V'savachta l'fnei Hashem alokecha. So the Simcha of Basar in the Beis Hamikdash is the Basar of the korbanos. V'achshav. She'ain beis kayam. Well, now we don't have korbanos, so we can't have the meat of the shlamim. So says the Gemara. Says Rabbi Yehuda Misera, ain simcha el So simcha comes about through yaim. There is a lot to discuss on this Gemara. Is Rabbi Yehuda Misera arguing on the first opinion? Is the first opinion arguing on Rabbi Yehuda Misera or no? In the times of the Beis Hamikdash, all there was was all there was was meat. Nowadays, we don't have meat, so we have wine. But Rabbi Huda Maseir agrees that Anashim Berayilahem, the Nashim Berayilahem. You give men what's going to make them happy, and give women what's going to make them happy. That seems to be the the simple read on the Gemara. But if you stop here in the Gemara, Bizman Hazeh, is there any mention of meat? No. Have a bottle of wine, purchase clothing for the woman. We'll see. In the Shulchan Aruch talks about giving children nuts and sweets and candy. That makes them happy. And who says anything about meat? That's what would have come out from the Gemara. And that seems to be how the Shulchan Aruch writes as well. The Shulchan Aruch mentions nothing about meat. If you turn the page over, we have a Rambam. And by the way, before I get to the Rambam, Tosos in Moikatan says that nowadays, the Samach is only Durabanan. Because real Simcha is with the Basar Shlomim, the Karbanos. Nowadays you don't have that. So this notion of the secondary level of Simcha, wine, clothing, Tosos says it's Durabanan. The Rambam has a different take. If you take a look at the Rambam in Source 7, and you have Hebrew and you have the English underneath, the Rambam says, Shivas Mea Pesach, the Shmona Shimei Achagim, Sha'ar Yamim Tovim, Pesach, Sukkis, all the Yom Tovim, Kulam Asurim Behesped Vitainus. There's no eulogies and there's no fasting on Yom Tov. The Chayav Adam Lios Behen Sameach Vitovlev, who? Ubanav, Vishto, Ubene Besov, Achola Novimalov. Everyone has there's an obligation to be happy. Shinemar, Visamachta Bechagacha. It's Daraisa. Everyone has to be Besimcha from the Pasukah Besamachta Bechagacha. Afal Pisha, Simcha, Amura, Kani, Korban, Shlomim. 
Even though the Simcha in the Torah is referring to the Simcha, says the Ramam, there's another element to that Simcha. It's a generic Simcha. Yesh Bechlal Osa Simcha Lismoach Hu Ubanav Nebeso Kol Echad Echad Karaylo. Part of the Simcha of the Samachta Bechagecha, it's not in the time of the Beis Mikdash, the Korbanos, and after the Beis Mikdash, there's no more Chi of the Rice, so there's a Dinder Abana. No, the Rambam says no. Part of the Samachta Bechagecha is be happy any way you can be happy, whatever is appropriate, whatever brings you happiness. And the Rambam tells you what that means. Ketzad. In the next chapter, the next halacha, haktanim nosteinlam klayos vegozim umigdanos. The children, not sweets. Vanashim konelan begodim v'tachshitin noim. A good night to come. A good night to come. You could turn to your husband and say, "Look at the Rambam. Tachshitin noim, beautiful jewelry. Kifim amono, based on a person's uh, assets. Vehanashim ochlin basar." Eat meat. The Shosin Yayin. Shein Simcha Lebasar. Vein Simcha Lebiyayin. So the Rambam says that nowadays there's still a mitzvah daraisa of Simcha. V'samachta b'chagecha. We don't have the Shlamim. You should do what brings you happiness. The Rambam says for children, it's uh, nuts and sweets. For women, it's clothing. For men, it's Basar V'yayin. Basar? Where did the get Basar from? Turn the page over. The Beis Yosef. Yosef Karan is in his in his commentary on the tour writes, this is the top of page five, source nine. Yeshli Tmo Allah Rambam. One could ask in the Rambam, Lama Hitzrich Shiochlu Basar Yishtuyayin. Where did the Rambam get that from? Meat? Who said anything about meat? Dabi Brisa Kitani di Bizman Azeh ain't Simchel Biyayin. The Gemara says in the times of the base of Mikdash, you had meat. Nowadays there's no shlamim, so what do you do? You drink wine. Umashma to be yain sagi below basar. So where did the Rambam get this from? If you read through the Gemara, meat is only mentioned in the times of the base of Mikdash. Nowadays, who says you want to have meat? You're allowed to have meat, but there's no chiv to have meat. So that's the question that the Beis Yosef asks on the Rambam. Any uh, any suggestions to explain the Rambam? Where he got it from? So once you're going to tell me it's subjective, but Rylehem, say, why doesn't the Gemara mention it? Oh, come on. No, you have to say something like that. So the Yamsel Shlomo, in his commentary, he explains as follows. That's a very interesting insight. He says that in the times that it's obvious that meat brings a person to simcha. Simcha usually manifests itself with a suda, with a meal. What, a meal is bread and a meal is, is meat. Meat obviously brings a person to a state of simcha. What the Gemara means is that there are times of the Beis HaMikdash, the simcha was so great from the meat because it was the meat of the karbanos, you didn't need wine in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. A person could go without a drink. A person could drink water. And the simcha, oh thank you, the simcha, is it wine or water? The simcha was so great in the time of the Beis HaMikdash because of the Basar Shlomim that they didn't need wine. Nowadays, that there's no Basar Shlomim, of course 
meat brings you simcha. The Kiddush is, not only do you need meat, but nowadays you need wine also. So in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, it was meat alone. Now we, we knock out the simcha, the Basar Shalom, and you need meat, because that obviously brings a person simcha, but meat's not enough. Nowadays for simcha, you need meat and wine. That's how he explains the Rambam. And he has an amazing language about wine, which I think adds a certain perspective. If you take a look, three lines from the bottom of, in source 10. Uh, four lines from the bottom. Let's do four lines from the bottom. He says, about Akshav, it's uh, the, a couple words into the fourth line from the bottom. Nowadays we have no korbanos. The mikdash charev and the base of mikdash has been destroyed. The arva kol simcha. We we've lost or we've simcha has been mixed up. It's 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 hard to know what brings us simcha today. Is it korbanos? Is it the rangers? Is there a riba? Is a lot going on tonight? What brings us simcha? Ain simcha liyayin. Nowadays simchas with wine. Vizulasa eno yotze de chova besimchas yonto. You can't fulfill your mitzvah of Simchas Yontav without wine. The other have an opposite. How can a person be happy if he doesn't drink? The Yishkak Ratio, he can forget his, his poverty, his struggles. So he can be Lismach, the Livtok Hashem, to trust in Hashem. The wine allows us to, to, to forget. It's not that we should drink away our sorrows, but the wine relaxes us. It allows us to, to, to forget. The, the struggles of the week, and just trust in Hashem, and therefore nowadays, of course you have to have meat. That's not a shayla. The Chiddush says you need meat and wine. And that's how the Yom Shal Shlomo explains the Ramam. The Shagas Aryeh has a different take. The Shagas Aryeh says very similar to Michi. The Shagas Aryeh says that the Rambam learns that Simcha is not, it's one of the rare mitzvahs where there's no prescription Usually, there's a mitzvah, and you have to do the mitzvah, and it's very defined and very clear how to do the mitzvah. You have to put tefillin on. You have to shake a lulav. The mitzvah is the same regarding your economic status. Yes, you could decide to beautify the mitzvah and buy a nicer lulav, a nicer pair of tefillin, but the mitzvah is the same. Hashem tells us exactly what to do. Mitzvah's derabonon, what to do. Read in Megillah, light a Hanukkah candle, Light Shabbos candles, put on tefillin, learn Torah, daven. Everything has a specific action to the mitzvah. Says the Shagas Aryeh that simcha is different. The very nature of simcha is be happy. What brings people happiness? It's, it's very different. For some people, you give them a, a fresh piece of bread and it can be the happiest person in the world. You give a kid a dollar and he thinks he's, he's won the lottery. And other people, it takes, takes a lot more. So, says the Shagasarye, in his language, is that, Eina simcha pratius, ela simcha klalis. It's a generic mitzvah. The mitzvah is to be besimcha. Anywhere you get to that simcha, you're now besimcha. The way I would say it, and I think others explain it this way, is that the kiyum ha mitzvah is the happiness. There are specific Maisa HaMitzvah actions that generally bring a person to happiness. Eating meat and drinking wine. But according to the Shagas Aryeh, if you enjoy salmon more than brisket, you're fulfilling the mitzvah because you're besimcha. The Ramam gave illustrations, examples like Michi said, because most people have simcha through meat. But the mitzvah isn't meat itself. The mitzvah is simcha. 
And that's how the Shagas Arye learns, learns the Gemara. What? Yeah, nothing to do with the vegetarian. What brings you Simcha? Well, see, if you take a look, turn the page, Rav Sternbach has a beautiful insight also. Rav Sternbach explains very beautifully that the real mitzvah is the, the joining forces of the Ruchnius and the Gashmius. The mitzvah is to take meat, wine, food, and drink, which is something physical, and to turn the physical into the spiritual. We have the unique ability, really all the time, but specifically on Yom Tov, when it's a mitzvah to engage in physicality. Eating, now, eating this fruit tonight is delicious. Yes, if you have amazing intentions, that could turn into a b'chal d'rech and everything we do brings us closer to Hashem, but, but most of us who are eating now, that's, in the language of the Rambam, simchas kreso. As my boys would say, it's... Uh, L'shem ein boich. It's for my belly. It's not L'shem Shemayim. But if on the Yontif table, you have a bottle of wine, and it's for Simchas Yontif to rejoice in the, in the Yontov of Shavuos that we got, Kabbalah Torah, and we're celebrating, you're combining the physical and the spiritual. You're turning the physical into spiritual. And says Rav Sternbach, it's whatever brings a person Simcha. Rav Sternbach says, Samach wrote and write that chicken, you're not Yotze. Simchas Yontov. Because the Gemara, when the Gemara says, ain't simcha le basar, basar shlamim is meat. Basar behema, not basar of, not chicken. Says of Sturmach nonsense. If you enjoy chicken, that brings you simcha. Why not? He says, how to eat it? Does it have to be hot, cold? Well, depends how you like it. If you like cold cuts, then, that, then that's your mitzvah. If you only like it hot, then, then do it that way. You like chicken. It's not about the, the meat and a very defined constricted understanding of simchas basar, it's what brings a person to a state of simcha. Not everyone learns that way. Some learn that specifically meat, but that's the approach of the Shagasari. So now we get to dairy on Shavuos, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back and try to negotiate through the different approaches. Yes? So you're asking, you're asking a good question. Let's say a person on Yom Tov wants to fulfill the Samach Tebechagecha, he likes wine. And he has his Kiddush cup, and he makes Kiddush on wine. Does he need another cup of wine to fulfill the Samach Tebechagecha, or is the Kiddush itself the Samach Tebechagecha? I would think you need wine beyond Kiddush. Because otherwise, there's no such thing as you need to have wine. You're going to have wine by virtue of the fact that you're making Kiddush. I think. Anyone think not that way? Enos mitzvahs, chavilos, chavilos, also. Which means we don't bundle mitzvahs, you don't kill two birds with one stone. I always understood you need to have some extra wine. Um, so why, why do we have dairy in Shrews? Why is there a to have dairy? If you don't have an answer, you can't have the cheesecake next week. Oh, very good. So that's the, I think that's the, the standard answer. The Mishnah Bura, uncharacteristically, quotes, Ani Shamati B'Shem Gadol Echad. The Mishnah Bura, I'm not a bucky in all Mishnah Bura, but I would ask you to try to find other places 
in six volumes of Mishnah Brura where he doesn't attribute a pshat to anyone. I, I don't know if that happens two more times in all Mishnah Brura. I asked a bunch of chaver if they know why. Like, he didn't remember. Why does Mishnah Brura not quote? He quotes everything. The Sharat seal on the bottom is, is, is his notes. He sources everything in Mishnah Brura. Why didn't he tell us who it was from? Very interesting. He says, Ani shamati b'shem gadol He says, as, as you said, they were at Har Sinai, they got the Torah, they have all these new halachas, how are they going to learn how to do shechita? And what are they going to cook in? The kalim were now treif. So cheese, dairy is very easy. What do you have to do? You milk a cow. Cheese, how long does it take to make cheese? According to the websites I looked at, you can make cheese in as, as quick as an hour. So it was easy. They're the only thing they can eat. So so what? So why do we have to do that just because they did that? What's what? Why is that? What's the great zeker? It wasn't like it wasn't like a mysterious nefesh. They had they had nothing to eat. What? What's? I know it's like nostalgic, and we're trying to remember. What's it a zeker for? That they that after they got the Torah they kept the halacha. Of course they just got the Torah. Avram, what do you what do you, what do you say? <laughs> so I I don't know. The one thing I was uh, I was thinking I once had a, a student, and it became clear. He told us early on that he was vegetarian, and when you're in like a ninth or tenth grade high school boys class. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't take to that so well. You know where there's, there's doggies, there's chickies, and he wouldn't eat it, and he wouldn't really explain why. So I try to be a sensitive person. So I pulled him over to the side afterwards. I said, you know, so everything, uh, can I ask why? It's fine. I'm just curious why. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. My mother, when she was 16 years old, became firm on her own. She's a balas chuva, and her parents are very non-supportive. They're very angry. So she decided at that point she wasn't going to eat tray meat anymore. But her parents wouldn't hear of it. So she became a vegetarian. And it's a zecher to her becoming a vegetarian. So she decided to be a vegetarian for the rest of her life. At which point I was thinking, well, why do you have to suffer because of that? I didn't say that, but he, it, was, it was a point of pride. This, our whole family is here and it's from because of that mysterious nefesh. And we're going to hold on to, I thought that was Amazing! It's like a, a spiritual, a spiritual memento, which I spoke about once. This is not not for now. But the Mefarshim asked Moshe Rabbeinu had a terrible speech impediment, and Moshe Rabbeinu constantly pinned his problems on that speech impediment and his inability to lead Klai Yisrael because Ariel Svasayim Chvad Pev Chvad Lashon. So the Mefarshim asked, Why did Moshe Rabbeinu daven to Hashem? You don't find once that he daven to Hashem to to heal him. The same way Akash Baruch did all these miracles through Moshe Rabbeinu, Akash Baruch could have healed him and, and, and he could have had a miraculous recovery and lose his speech impediment. So I think the pshat is that Moshe Rabbeinu remembered how he got that speech impediment. We don't know the medrash. There was the hot coals and, and Akash Baruch moved his, moved his hand and he touched his... That mysterious nefesh, that miracle Hashem performed him would carry him through difficult times and he wanted to hold on to that to get through difficult times in life, and he didn't dive into Hashem to be healed. So it's the same idea. This family wanted to hold on to that minhag, that, that becoming a vegetarian, to remember, to think back and remember 
what they did. And I think that's what we're doing. Shavuos, this minhag of the Mishnah Bura, the Ramah, to have dairy, they didn't have dairy. Unbelievable. Kleishel got the Torah. There was a new reality called Torah and Mitzvah. It's called Halacha. And to remember that excitement, that new state, like a convert converting, like a child being born or becoming a bar mitzvah, Klai Yisrael became Klai Yisrael, we're going to have dairy to remind ourselves to remember that. That's, I think, one insight of the Mishnah Bura. The Ramah himself gives a different reason. If you take a look at source 17, it's on page 7, the Ramah says, the nearly at time, and we'll read from the beginning, the minute is to have dairy on the first day of Shavuos, the nearly at time, we know Pesach night, we have the two cooked items. What's that a zecher for? The Korban Pesach and the Korban Chagiga. So we have two things. We want to have also a zecher for the Shtei Alechem, which was brought on Shavuos. We want to have two loaves of bread. How do you guarantee to have two loaves of bread? If you have dairy and meat at the same meal... So you have to have a separate loaf of bread. There's a halacha in your day, which not everyone knows about, and it's unclear how applicable it is today, that if you have sliced bread on a table at a meat meal, let's say, which is very common, probably every single Shabbos, you cut the entire challah, you slice the challah, and it's on, a, it's on a plate. That bread, which is on the table with meat, can't be eaten with dairy. I, uh, French toast, Sunday morning, leftover challah, dipped in milk, yeah. Um, it's, it's ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Now, it's not, it's not so simple today because we use forks and utensils and spoons, and apparently that wasn't always, uh, that wasn't always the case. The concern was that when you're passing uh, the meat or the chicken and juice, or maybe people are using their hands, and if they're using their hands, and they're grabbing the chicken, and then it's clear they used to eat with, eat with their hands, contrary to what, what people think. It's clear in halacha, that's what they used to do. And if you grab the chicken, and you grab a piece of challah, or it spills, that challah might have bread on it. Again, whether it applies to I'm not I'm not going to get into, but that is the halacha, at least back in the time of Shulchan Aruch. So therefore, if you need to have two breads, so how do you guarantee you have two breads? So you have dairy and meat at the same meal. When you have your dairy, you need a loaf of bread. Now you need another loaf of bread for your meat. So as a zecher to the shteilechem, it's, it's a little bit convoluted. Just, just have a zecher to the shteilechem. So the Prichadosh writes in the next source, source 18, Kama tam chalash huzeh. How weak of an explanation is that? You don't often find using that kind of language on the Ramah. Kama Tam what a weak shot. Ramosha finds himself asks, well, if you want to have a zikr to the Shnei why didn't Chazal make a zikr to the Shnei Why are we smarter than Chazal? So he says, well, you're not really going to have a zikr to the Shnei because who had the Shnei The Kohanim. So what, why does everyone else need to have a zikr to the Shnei So he said, it's still like a nice thing to do. So have beet and have dairy at the same meal. And then you're going to have to have one loaf for the dairy, one loaf for the meat. Now you have two loaves. Again, admittedly, it sounds a little bit far-fresh. It's not for me to say. The Prichadosh himself says, Tam Chalosh. There's another pshat, a beautiful pshat. The Torah is compared to 
honey, and the Torah is compared to milk. Devash v'chalav, tachas l'shonech, apostolic in Shira Shirim. When Kla Yisrael accepted the Torah, they said, Nasev Nishma, Hakash Barakim said, Devash v'chalav, tachas l'shonech, milk and honey, honey under your tongue. So when Kla Yisrael accepted the Torah, Hakash Barakim right away said that Torah is like milk. Shavuos, the holiday of Matan Torah, so we have milk, milchik, dairy, to remind ourselves of the comparison of Torah to milk. And that comparison, I think, is very, is very simple. Milk, it strengthens us. It builds our, it builds our bones. We, milk does the body good. Does the body good. And so too Torah does the body good. And Torah strengthens us. And Torah nourishes us. And Torah gives us all those spiritual vitamins that we need. So as a reminder to that, Tavash v'chalav tachas l'shonech. There's a couple more reasons we'll go through. The Pasuk says regarding Shavuos in Source 22, Ubiyom bikurim on Shavuos, Bahakrivchem mincha chadasha l'ashem b'shavuoschem. The korban on Shavuos is the mincha chadasha. Why is it called the Mincha Chadasha? So says the Kliyakar, because Torah needs to have a freshness. Mincha Chadasha. Every day when a person learns, it has to be as if he accepted and is getting the Torah that day. In fact, says the Kliyakar, the Torah never says that Shruis is Ma Matan Torah. Why not? Because we have to view every day as like we're accepting the Torah. There's an excitement. The Gemara compares Torah to the milk that a child nurses from its mother. Every time a child nurses from its mother, the milk has a tam chadash, the Gemara says. It's new. A child nurses from its mother the same milk for up to, I don't know, a year and a half. It's the same milk. The child doesn't get bored of it. Think about that. Imagine if we had the same, even people who are very into routine, they're not having the same exact food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snack for years. A child nurses the same milk from the same mother, and every time the Gemara says it tastes different, and there's an excitement, there's a, there's a freshness and enjoyment to that, and that's the Torah. So therefore we have milk, the mincha chadash, the freshness, and the, the, the Rashi Tevos of chadash shal Hashem b'shavuoseichem is chalav chadasha. Beautiful, beautiful remez to having dairy. We'll do one more. Before Hashem say that the Pasuk in Source 24, which we say in Davni, Lahagid Baboker Chazdecha. Lahagid Baboker Chazdecha. Ches Lamid Bez. Chalav. Lahagid Baboker Chazdecha. Milk. Lahagid Baboker Chazdecha refers to the chesed. And the Gemara says that Torah is all about chesed. If we don't have chesed, we don't have Torah. Torah is tchilas chesed and sofa chesed. Chesed, Torah is all about chesed. If we're not going to be about chesed, what's the point of the Torah? So that lahagi baboker chastecha also is hinting to, to chalav. All reasons for the minhag to have dairy. So there's the Mishnah Bura, the nostalgia, to remember Klaishel. They, they couldn't keep the halacha. Now they're able to, we want to remember that. What our, what our beginning was. There's the Ramah, again, 
I don't mean convoluted in a derogatory way, but the more far-fetched, you want to have shtei lechem, the way to have shtei lechem is to have meat and dairy at the same meal, that you're forced to have two loaves of bread, there's the, the freshness, the chala, the, the, the milk, Torah is compared to milk and honey, tachad, there's the freshness and there's Torah is all about chesed. So there certainly is a basis to have dairy on Shavuos. It's a minute quote in the Ramah. It's hundreds of years old from the Rishonim. But we have a problem. Because according to many, there's v'samachta v'chagecha ain't simcha ela b'basar v'yayin. The Ramah says you need to have basar on Yom Tov. So what do we do? Start with dairy and finish with meat. Start with dairy and finish with meat. Uh, so the dark yeshuva, if you turn to the last page, it's a very long dark yeshuva, and I tried to split it up. It's one of the, the classic mafarshim on, on Yardaya. He goes through all the different options and permutations and problems of how to try to get this minag is, minag in. He said that some say, uproot the minag. Because what are you going to do? After dairy, it's not so simple. You're going to wash, have dairy, and then in the same meal have meat? Is that okay? Can you wash on grilled cheese, and then in the middle of the meal switch to a hamburger? Maybe, it's a, it's not, it's a big, this is not the place for the halachic shahs, it's fascinating. If, certainly if it's hard cheese and you have, to, you have to wait, can you have it in the same meal? And if you're going to bench and then wash again, can you even do that? Is that a bracha shein esricha? If you know you're eating more, so to eat one sandwich and bench knowing you're going to wash again is also not so simple. So some say, let's get rid of the minak. He says, you can't get rid of the minak. Then some say, you know what? Since there's a minak to have dairy, and since we daven very long on shuas, second day certainly, even the first day, there's akdamas, there's halal, first day we, for those who up all night. It's, it's the fastest davening of the year. But we daven very long and people are very hungry. So maybe we'll only wait an hour between meat and milk and shoes. There are Rishonim who say that. If you're really hungry, you digest the food faster. He says, oh, come on. We're not going to rely on that just to keep this milk. So what do you do? At night it's very hard because it's starting to be very late to start with. At night. At night. Right. So then he says, you know what? Only have dairy one meal. Have one meal dairy and one meal meat, which is what a lot of people do. He says, but wait a second, you have to have meat. So how can you go a meal without meat? He says, wait a second, but I have the Shagas The Shagas says, if you enjoy whatever brings you happiness, you should eat. So if you like lasagna, salmon's not dairy, so then you're not getting the minogin, right? But if you like uh, whatever... Pick your favorite, uh, your favorite, uh, you know, fettuccine, whatever. We don't need to go through all the dairy foods. If you like it, so then great. So then he, he goes, but not everyone agrees to Shagasari. The, the, the Magen of Ram disagrees. He quotes his grandfather was the Sanzara, the Divrei Chaim. So the Shagasari is wrong. Shagasari is difficult. You have to have meat. So, so what are you going to do? So he says, I have an idea. The first night, there's no Svesamachta Vechagacha Midaraisa. So the first night, have dairy, and then have meat. That happens to be my minhag, not for that reason. It's because until recently, I couldn't drink uh, non-dairy creamer, and I need coffee to stay up all night. So our first night was the night of, uh, 
was the night of was the night of dairy. He says, but that, that idea is not so good either, because not everyone agrees to that Shagas Aryeh. Some people say there is Simchas Yom Tov at night also. So I, we're, I'm stuck. I want to keep this minhag, but I want to have meat. So how do you do it? So says the says the dark Yeshua, flipping the page over. I have the best option, and this is what a lot of people do: is they'll come home from shul and they'll have kiddush. And what are they going to have on kiddush? They'll have their cheesecake. They'll have their dairy food, and then you'll wait. How much do you have to wait? So that's a big discussion. Some people say you don't have to wait at all. You have to do kinuach and adacha, wash your mouth out, eat something pariv, rinse your mouth out, and then you can have meat. Some people say you need to wait half hour. Some people say you need to wait an hour. Some people need to say you need to make a bracha chrona. There's a lot of opinions in halacha what you need to do between dairy and meat. But you'll have dairy, and then you'll go ahead, and then you'll wait, you'll wash your mouth out, then you'll have meat. So you're having your meat meal, and you're having dairy as well. And he says that is the optimal, optimal plan for him. Other svarim say that since no matter what you do, there are shitos, opinions to rely on, people should keep the minog that they had. Because there is the Shagas If you like the area and you enjoy it, then that is your Simchas Yontov. And there are some who have it at night, because maybe there's no Simchas Yontov on the first night, and most of the post-kim, contemporary postkim say what your minog is, you're fine, and there are opinions on every side of the equation. My philosophy and this is not a psak, it's just my own personal philosophy from very early on in my marriage, was I'm not making the food. There are different opinions. There are different positions. So you could decide, and it's not worth putting up a fight. And if I really, and not into dairy food, I'll go to the fridge and I'll take a piece of cornmeal from the meal before, and I could eat that also. But that's been my philosophy, is that uh, not, not, to, uh, not to argue, not to fight. If I want to cook, then I could make the decision. But I don't... Uh, I don't cook the food. I want to end with just two quick points. And I'm sorry. We have two minutes. A dear friend of mine, Moshe Walter, who's a rub in Silver Spring, wrote an amazing book called The Making of a Minog. And he pointed out something which I thought was, was, really, was really sharp. He says, I have it on the bottom of page 10, we know that Shavuos is the only Yom Tov, whether it's the rice or the Rabbanan, that has no mitzvah. Think about it. Pesach, Yav Matzah, and all the mitzvahs halayla, Dal Koso, Sipur Yisrael, Seder, Sukkot, Lulav, Esrog, Sukkah, Chanukah. There's the candles and Purim. There's the Megillah. What's the Yom Tov? What's the mitzvah of Shavuos? There is no mitzvah. And he writes that the absence of mitzvahs on Shavuos is intended to help us focus on the singular call of the day, our acceptance of the Torah at Sinai, and our renewed relationship with it. The minhag to eat milk products on Shavuos is a multifaceted reminder of that relationship. I mean, there is no mitzvah. There's no mitzvah because we want to focus on the Torah. That is what this is, the celebration of our receiving the Torah. The way to focus on that is through the eating of dairy. If you think about all the reasons we said, it's to remind us of what we did when we got the Torah. To remind us that just like milk gives us our strength, so too the Torah gives us our strength. Just like milk is fresh always, and always there's a new taste to it, so too Torah is really way. Torah is all about chesed, so the, the minhag is to highlight what the day is all about. I thought that was a very, very sharp point, and I'll close the last page. Probably the, the most uplifting tour I've ever seen. And this should, uh, this should be hung 
maybe framed at our Yom Tov tables. Says the Torah, Midas HaChasidim, Asher Hashem Lunegdam Tamir, the way of the righteous who have Hashem in front of them at all times, Ubechol Derachem Yaduhu, and in all their ways they know Hashem, Be'es Simchasim, at the time that they're happy, Simchas Yom Tov, meat and wine, clothing and jewelry, candy, during that time, as Yoser, V'yoser, Mivarchim, U'mishabchim L'Kajbarchu, the simcha needs to bring us to come to a greater sense of gratitude and praise of HaKadosh Baruch Asher simcha, v'yomer adam belibo v'eisimchasa A person should think at the time of his happiness, imkachi simchas olam haza, asher hevel. If this is the simcha we have right now, the delicious meat and the wine and the joy, if that's the simcha in this world, then at the end, we're going to be tired, or we might have a stomach ache, or we're going to be hungover, we're going to be in pain, we're going to be annoyed, we spent all our money. Imkain, matehei simchas olam haba atmidus. How much greater is the simcha in olam haba going to be, where there's no stomach ache, and there's no annoying, we're not annoyed that we spent the money, and we don't have to clean up afterwards, and wash the dishes. That's the greatest simcha. So at the time we have simcha, we praise the Baruch Hu and reorient what's life really about and what's the simcha really for. These palala kash Baruch Hu sheyate libo la'avdo At the time of simcha, we should pray to kash Baruch Hu, help us, help us feel a simcha in this world, we're all searching for simcha, and help that simcha in this world transfer to a yearning of a simcha, the real simcha, the simcha of a life of Om Haba. We should be zocha on Yom Tov, not to get into fights about whether having meat or dairy. We should enjoy the dairy. And whether you enjoy it or not, to think about all the meanings behind why we have dairy. And through that, our Torah study will be that much more exciting, that much more fresh. Our chesed will be infused with Torah, and our Torah infused with chesed, and we'll be zocha to have a very simchadika Yom Tov. I'll die in 30 seconds.